this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Let's pray again. Dear God, Lord, we love you. We are committed to serving you, to following you, to becoming more like you, our Heavenly Father who has called us, who knows us, who loves us, who has a wonderful, exciting plan for our lives. Thank you that your presence is here today, that your Holy Spirit ministers to hearts this morning. Show us your ways, Lord God. We bless you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can take a seat. Thanks, band. Good morning. So good to be here today, preaching to you the Word of God. So like Hudson said, we are kicking off a new series and I am very excited to be starting it off. So I am preaching to you today about the Word of God. So we are doing the basics. And today, preaching about the Word, the Word That's a basic thing, isn't it, that Christians do. We read the Bible. We use the Word of God. But like Hudson said, let's be brilliant at these basic things because they absolutely are the building blocks for a great and a successful Christian life. So the Word of God is how God speaks to us. For me, you know, primarily, it is the way that I hear from God. Yes, he speaks to us in different ways. You know, I can pray and, and ask God something and, and I can get a sense of what he's saying to me. And, and sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll hear a voice in my head, not like an audible voice, but I can hear an idea or a thought in my spirit that I know that's not from me. And that's God speaking to me. Sometimes, you know, occasionally God might give me a vision or a dream or a prophecy or a word, something like that. And those things are wonderful, but they're the exception. The main way that I hear from God is through his word. So we have to use the word. We have to use it in every area of our lives as the absolute authority over every situation, every issue, every area, every fight, whatever is going on, the Word of God is the final and absolute authority on that issue. So when we need whatever we need, whatever we need, the Word of God is the answer. It has all the answers. It has all of the revelation, all of the wisdom, 
All the understanding that we need is in that book. So we use it for comfort, we use it for guidance, we use it for faith, healing, prosperity, forgiveness, whatever we need, that's, that's where it's at. But what I want to focus on today is using the Word of God as our weapon. Because we are in a battle. We are in a battle and we have to fight. And our strongest and most effective weapon is the Word of God. And we have to know how to use it. So the first thing that we have to do in order to weaponize this book is to read it. Surprise, surprise. We have to read our Bibles. We have to know what it says. We have to know the scriptures. We have to know what Jesus did when he was here, what he spoke and how he spoke and who he spoke to. We have to know the stories of the Old Testament because they're powerful and they're relevant and we have to know them. So read your Bible. Read it every day. Just do it. Just do it. Just ignore all the arguments that come against it and they will come. They'll always come. Why we shouldn't read the Bible. You know them. Maybe it's just been a long time since you've read the Bible and you don't know where to start or you just you're not really a reader. So it's it's just tricky. But if you're not a reader, if you if you say that, you know, oh, I don't I'm not really into reading books, that's okay, that's fine. Because I am a reader, I'm always reading, but I don't read the Bible the way I read a novel or an autobiography or whatever. It's a completely different process, isn't it? It's a completely different way. So don't worry, you'll be fine. If these arguments keep coming up with you and you're just not sure where to start with the Bible, maybe you don't actually feel like you even really have a strong desire to read the Bible at the moment. Maybe it's just dropped off a bit. That's okay. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go home and find scriptures about how much you love the word and how good it is and speak them over yourself. Really, it'll work. So go home and read Psalm 119. That psalm is all about how good the word of God is. All 176 verses. I'll read some. If you read it, if you read these words over yourself, you will start to get a desire to read the Bible. Listen to what some of these verses say. And read them like this. I delight in your commands because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and I meditate on your decrees. That's verse 47. Verse 56. This has been my practice. I obey your precepts. Even if you don't feel like you love the word, even if you don't feel like your desire is to, is to know this word and to use it, Read these over yourself and you will start to feel that way. I guarantee it. 
because that's how the Word of God works. We read it, we speak it, we make a choice to believe it, and then it starts to get in, inside of us, in our hearts, in our minds, and it affects change. It's like, it's like a chemical reaction almost. Remember when you were in high school science class and you had a chemical and you added it to another chemical and it made a change? It's like that. The word gets in and it changes us. Don't worry, no more scientific references. Did you get that thing that I said about the, the chemical and, and mixing with the other chemical and, and how it makes a change? That's as complicated as we're going to get with science. Don't worry about that. Not my best subject. I will tell you the one thing I remember from two years of high school biology. The meaning of DNA is deoxyribonucleic acid. That's what it stands for. One thing, thank you, that I remember from biology. Anyway, moving on. We know that the word does this because of what it says. And you know this verse. This is Hebrews 4 verse 12 and it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, bone and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So these words are living and active. So when I said for you to read these words over yourself and watch them change you, we know it does that because that's what this word says. These words are alive and they take action. They are not just black and white printed words that were, that were written a long time ago. They are not just a historical reference. This word is alive and it is working in us today. So speak those words and you will come back again to a love of the word of God because we need to love it. We need to know it and we need to use it as a weapon. So read your Bible. It's no good to us if it's just on the shelf gathering dust. We have to have it with us. It has to be in us so we are ready. We have to be ready to fight because battles come up all the time. And we have to be ready. We don't know when they will come. We don't get to choose. For example, COVID. I mean, we just could not have expected that something like this would happen in our lives and, and affect so much. And, you know, isn't it, it's just kind of interesting that we've all had our, we've, we're all in this together, as they have been saying for two years, um, but we've all had our own different battles within the pandemic, haven't we? You know, there's been, we've had lockdown, that was challenging, we've had homeschooling, We've had maybe there was employment issues with you or, you know, isolation. I mean, just plans that were cancelled. Um, you know, it was, it's just been a tricky time and it's, it's still going. Um, but for me, one of my battles 
that COVID presented was the border closures because I have a sister who lives in WA. Um, so she's there with her fiancé because he's in the army and so that's where they they were sent a few years ago and, uh, yeah, I just I couldn't see her for months and it was really difficult. Uh, and then she fell pregnant <laughs> and it was even harder because I just desperately wanted to see her and I couldn't because the borders were shut and, you know, there was just no no date when they were, we didn't know when they were going to open. And so I was praying. I said to God, I really, really want to see my sister pregnant. I want to see her in her pregnancy and I really want to see her after the baby comes. And so I really felt a spirit of battle on me. I was going to pray for this to happen. I wanted to see her and I had to pray. So I asked God for scriptures about borders opening. I mean, most issues you can Google these days, like scriptures on faith and healing, and Google wasn't much help to me. But God was. I actually came up with several scriptures about the borders. Listen to this, Exodus 9 verse 1. Let my people go. Come on. I am God's person and I want to go, so let me go. <laughs> 1 Chronicles 4.10, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. Come on, move that border, God, enlarge it. Psalm 16 verse 6, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Like this border is not a pleasant place for me. Like move this border. So isn't that crazy? There really is a scripture for every, every issue that you're praying for, whatever you're going through. And so I prayed these scriptures. I took up the sword of the Spirit, like we just read in Hebrews. Sharper than a two-edged sword. So I prayed, I prayed, I, I spoke these scriptures a lot over the issue. I didn't pray against certain premiers who will re remain nameless that I was not very happy with. But the fight was not against him. The fight was against this issue. And so I prayed and I spoke these scriptures and the borders opened. And I, it, very sad, they just opened suddenly. There wasn't a lot of warning, they just opened. And I was able to go and see my sister in the last stages of her pregnancy, which was amazing because I had not seen her in a year, a whole year. So I went over for a few days and then came home and then again um, I was able to visit just after she'd had the baby. Praise the Lord. So I, I, that was a couple of months after I saw her the first time the border stayed open uh, and I could go and see her and see the baby. And after I got back, the borders shut again. But God had answered my prayer and he, he made it possible for me to, to see her um, when I wanted to. So who knows what battles we will have to be ready to fight. 
Um, but Paul tells us that the word is a sword. So we read it in Hebrews, and again, when Paul says to put on the whole armor of God, you know that in Ephesians 6, verse 17, you know, we, we put on the different pieces of the armor. And a lot of that armor is, is defensive armor. You know, it's the breastplate and the shield and the helmet. But the sword, he says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So that's not a defensive weapon. That's an attacking weapon that God has given us to use. It is strong, it is sharp, it is powerful. But it's no good if it's just dangling down by our side. Or even worse, just at home, in its case, not even at the front line with us. And so we've got to wield that sword and use it and be confident in the scriptures. The aim of our Christian life is not just to survive it, is not just to scrape by and, and eventually crawl over that line into heaven and you know, just take the hits as they come on earth and just, just go with everything. That's not actually God's plan for your life. God wants us to be victorious. He has planned victory for you, for your circumstances, for your issue, for your hurdle, for whatever obstacle is in your way, for whatever is holding you back, whatever is causing you pain or frustration. You are victorious in that issue. Being victorious is what we were born for. It's actually who we are. It's who God created us to be. Listen to what it says in 1 John 5 verse 4. It says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So it's in there. It's a part of our very inheritance as children of the Most High God. We win. Yes, God fights these battles for us. It is he who brings us the victory. Yes. But he involves us in the battle. We have our part to play in winning that fight. And that means using the scriptures as the sword. Our destiny is to win. Um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, uh, our youngest son, Archie, he was about two, I think, and he had a cough that would not go away. It was very persistent. Uh, and it would kind of go away sometimes, but then it would come back again. And it was really frustrating. And it would happen, especially when he was running, like when he was being active, and he would have to stop and cough all the time. And I was getting really frustrated by it. And, yeah, it just wouldn't go away. And so I knew that I had to fight for him because that's my job as his parent is to fight not just my own battles now 
but those of my children. And who knows, when you're a parent, you have to fight for your children because issues come up for them and they can't fight yet. And so you have to do it for them. And so you've got to get that bit of tenacity and a bit of grit. And so I had that with this cough. I was like, I am not putting up with this cough. He's a two-year-old boy. He needs to run around and, and do it for as long as he wants to without having to stop and cough. So I went to God and I asked for a scripture about coughing. And God gave me one, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And so that was my sword for this issue, for this cough. I'm going to fight this cough. And so the cough did not go away straight away. I had to pray this over him constantly. Every time I heard him cough, I would declare, you will run and not grow weary. I prayed it over him when he was asleep. You will run and not grow weary. Walking around the house, you will run and not grow weary. Within a couple of weeks, that cough disappeared and it did not come back. And it was there for on and off for a, a good few months. Hadn't gone away. But with the word of God, it went away. It couldn't, it couldn't stand up against the word of God. These issues cannot stand up against God's authority. These problems have no chance, not against you when you're wielding your sword. Nothing can stand up against that. So be confident in the word of God. And with, with Archie and with that cough, you know, there was fear as well. I had to battle my own fear because the cough was annoying, but I, I hated it because it made me afraid too. Like, you know, what, what, what is this? Is there something wrong? Is there something bad going on here inside of him physically? And so I had to come against my own fear as well. And who knows that that is a huge battle, just fighting fear. But church, we must fight fear. Fear will not have victory over you. It feels like it does sometimes. But you fight fear with the word of God and you will win. And we have to keep fighting it because it will come. It will come again and again. We have to fight big fears and we have to fight little fears. I had a very odd fear come upon me recently. It's a weird one. Hang, hang in there with me. I, over the last few years, I'd um, just gotten quite a, quite a few vomiting bugs. Sorry to talk about it. It's gross, I know, but... Um, which I just absolutely hate vomiting. It's the worst. It's gross. And it had happened a few times. And I just picked up little bugs from the kids or whatever. Um, but I hated it so much that... So I started to kind of fear it a bit. And not, not just that, but... <laughs> I started to get this really odd specific fear that if I um, cooked chicken the wrong way, I would get sick and have to vomit. It just, this fear just slowly kind of seeped in and I didn't quite recognise it straight away. But it got to the point where I was, um, I was really afraid to, I was fine to cook with fresh chicken that I'd bought that day, 
But if I had to use chicken that I'd frozen and needed to defrost, I got this fear on me that while it was defrosting, it would go bad and I would cook it and get sick. I told you it was a weird one. And it's completely illogical because the times I had been sick was not even from chicken or food at all. It was just literally from getting a bug from someone else that had it and I picked it up. So it just, it made no sense. But most fears are not logical. And so I started to recognize this fear. I think God just, just gently revealed it to me because I, I started to, yeah, just um, actually throw chicken away that I'd frozen because I was too scared to defrost it. And I hate throwing away food. So I, I kind of took action here. I was like, okay, I'm not going to let this fear dictate what I cook and eat. So I just, um, I, I know what the word says about fear. I know what God says about fear. He says, fear not. He says, do not fear about anything. And this was just a little thing. It wasn't a big deal. I hadn't told anyone. I could have just let this fear just settle a bit. I could have just worked around it. It wasn't a big thing. You know, I could have even gone further and convinced myself that, no, this isn't a fear. This is actually just common sense. I'll just cook with fresh chicken and I'll be fine. No, defrosting, no, I don't, don't need to do that. No, this is, this is just me being responsible and, and just makes good sense. I could have spun it that way and just let it be. But I didn't want to do that. God showed me that this was a real thing that I had to deal with, however small it was. Because I wondered, for me personally, if I let this fear in and just sit with me, what else was I then going to let in? What else would the devil try and attack me with? What other fears then? So I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want it to be part of my life. And so from then on, I just made myself freeze chicken and cook it. I made myself defrost it and cook it and eat it. I just prayed over my food that God would bless it, and I was fine. Praise the Lord. But what does God say about fear? Listen. Where is it? I can't find the scripture. It might be on the screen. Yes, there it is. Thank you. He says, For I am the Lord your God who takes you by your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. He's so loving and gentle. He stands with us. He holds our hand and he says, It's okay. You don't need to be afraid. I'm with you. We've got this. That's how he speaks to us. That's how he teaches us. That's how he leads us, gently and quietly. And that's exactly what he did with me. 
And so I just, I felt that so strongly that God was with me in my chicken journey. And I just moved past it. And I was done with that. So I encourage you as well, deal with any fear. Don't let any fear come into your life and just settle in there. You use the word of God. You fight it with the sword of the spirit. Praise God. So, um, you know, and it's not, it's not that there isn't things to fear. It's not like God ignores everything that we're afraid of. That's not who he is. And, and he doesn't condemn us or shame us for being afraid. Feeling fear is a natural response and it's okay but it's what we do with that fear that is very significant. And that's what God is interested in. And that's where he wants to help us. So make sure that you deal with that fear in God. Use the sword of the spirit. So praise the Lord. We use the word. Keep using it. If you need to start again with the Bible, do it today, go home, just pick it up, just read it, just do it. Just get the scriptures in, memorise them, write them down, put them in your phone so you have them wherever you are. Keep using that word, keep fighting with it, use your sword and keep going. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you that you have equipped us to live and to be victorious in this world because we live in the world, but we are not of it. We follow you. We, we adopt your ways and your way of doing things. And I pray, God, that you would help every one of us to use the sword of the Spirit, that we would fight that we would go into battle for whatever issue is in front of us. Help us to be strong. Help us to be bold. And most of all, thank you, God, that we are not alone, that you, you help us. You fight for us and with us every day. We thank you, God. We love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.